<laughs> so all my anyone, any, anyway, anyway, not anyone, anyway. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the commentary for Genesis Avalon, episode nine. Hello. Come on, Bruce. Where's Bruce? Hey, he's coming. Genesis there he is. <laughs> there we go. We all went and talked all over. I always over move him. him. <laughs> well, anyway. You do always move. Him. Always, uh, it's slightly different. It's like this. It's like this. This tense waiting for his nine. voice, <laughs> and then sometimes it comes early. Yes, I'm so weird. Um, anyway, so, hi, I am Catherine Pride, and I am here with Chris Britton, my editor extraordinaire. Um, and he also plays my main villain, which is awesome, but totally unrelated to the editing process. Uh, <laughs> Most, mostly um, unrelated am... to the editing process. So, occasionally <laughs> yeah. I go, I want more lines. Can I have some more lines? Or, I go, I want less lines. <laughs> less lines. <laughs> Don't want to say that. Um... So uh, anyway, let's start out with a cameo by the awesome Seth Adam Schur, as he is my voice of NYN, the New York News Network, um, because I don't want to use copywritten news networks and get sued. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so we start at episode nine, which has been a few days since uh, since everything went down. Uh, not not I don't think it's been too many. I think it's only been a couple of days. Dodging the question, but bad kitty. But, uh, yeah, so, um, me. so here, here we, we start with, with Jaina and Lee and Noir all okay. chatting because Jaina is so sick and tired of Asara not saying anything because I'm a bad mentor. <laughs> You're a bad, bad mentor. I know. I'm mean. I don't tell anybody anything. I'm horrible. Um, so anyway, hi, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Hello, here we are. I'm so scatterbrained today. That, that's okay. That's fine. It's, it's, it's early. Yeah, it is early. Well, it's early for you. It's late for me. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So Friggin' time difference, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you limey bastards. Yes, it's all our fault, really. <laughs> you know, it does quite exist as a total tangent. I must apologise, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, that I live, like, about a mile away from Greenwich, which is basically where Greenwich Mean Time starts. So it does sort of feel like I live about a mile away from where time comes from. <laughs> Awesome. So if if it wasn't for us, the whole world would run at the same time. But um, no, we changed it here. Oh, I get it. the sun or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know either. Yes. Uh, so the anyway. show Genesis Avalon. So, What's going on? What's yes, going down? So, um, Asara has just arrived at Genesis. Oh, yeah, and this is the first time we've sort of seen her out of her own little her own little cave. Uh, exactly, and I think that you know that's actually I mean that's there for a reason, and part of that reason is that you realize that Asara has realize she's made mistakes and that she needs to try and take a more active role in talking to Jaina. And so she's trying here. She, you know, she has information to give her. And instead of just waiting for Jaina to finally cool off and go see her, see her, she's going herself. Yes. And it's kind of interesting because if you listen to her voice, um, she doesn't sound so good. And that's for spoil. I can't tell you what that means. No. For spoiler reasons. You'll find out in the next episode. But, uh, so, but it's interesting. It's interesting hearing the dynamic because Gina is just like so mad, and Asara's like, "I know, I'm sorry, kicked puppy." And Doctor Matthews is is they're they're talking about Doctor Matthews here, and she plays a much bigger part in Asara's past, um, as well as she will play a bigger part in the future in next season and in season three. Um, but, uh, 
tell her to. <sighs> I just totally lost whatever I was going to say. Whatever <laughs> pontification I was about sh- to do. Sh- shall we wander, right, shall we wander off on a tangent for a bit until he comes back? I just, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We'll tangentialize ourselves. Anything you want to say on the episode so far, Chris? Uh, well, um, <laughs> well, you have a thing. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I thought it was interesting. Uh, I think I mentioned last commentary okay, well, day. I, I, I edited these quite a while ago because you're so I far ahead like um, with everything. So obviously it's been interesting to come well. back now and listen to these again um, six months down the line. And I think it is kind of interesting how Azara, um, in uh, sort of last episode, she was still very much in that rah, 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 I was you and you, you know, (laughs) you've basically taken my power and, you know, she she wants to train and she wants Um, Jane to do well, but equally she's jealous of her. At least that's the way that I read it. Um, Yeah, no, no, she she is. And I think it's because the difference between what happens with most Avalons in the past is that most Avalons would voluntarily give their power to their, 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 next apprentice or or they get killed and their apprentice has to take over because uh, you know that does happen sometimes too yeah but um in this case it was a situation where asara's powers were taken from her she didn't get a choice in the matter um and i don't remember if that's actually been dropped in story yet but it's not like the biggest yeah, there's, there's been certain there's been hints that um, yeah there's been hints that she's not exactly a Actually, no, I think it was in, it's like back in episode five when, uh, when when Noir goes to yell at her while she's in the middle of her ritual or something. She says she betrayed the gods and they stripped her of her powers. Um, but yeah, you'll find out about more, more about that way down the road, folks, um, because I'm mean and I don't want to tell you right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's my justification for that. It's just, I'm mean, I don't want to tell anybody. No, that's fine, that's fine. So, uh, but, uh, Yo, yeah, so, um, Chip. I love Marley. She does ad libs for everything. Catnip mojito was not what I was expecting, but I went with it anyway. That's certainly not what's in the script in front of me. I can tell you that. Not at all. Yeah. (laughs) If I need to just yo noir chip, that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Three lines. That's all it was. And uh, and then this is an interesting scene. This I did, and you know, uh, without trying to give anything away about what happens in the next two seasons. I really, really enjoy writing this little this little thing between Avalon and, and and Julian. And I say Avalon and Julian because Avalon and Julian hate each other. Yes. Yeah, yes. Jaina and Julian aren't sure how they feel about each other at all. They're like, well, I'm kind of ambivalent, actually. Um, you know, Jaina knows she should hate his guts. And she does kind of outwardly have that rah, 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 you're a jerk kind of attitude. But um, I think it, this is kind of cool because this is the first time she realizes that something she did directly affected someone else. Yeah. And and in this case, it was it cost Julian his job, and then his girlfriend. She you know it takes her a minute to figure that out, but then she realizes, wow, that sucks. Um, I kind of I'm kind of a jerk. Uh. I think it's de- it's maybe building to a point where there. perhaps they're they're um, beginning to maybe understand where each other's coming from. Um, I think on some level, you know, Jaina understands where Julian's coming from, but I will tell you right now, Julian is hard-headed, and... Is this, is this continuing in the vein if he's a bit useless from last month? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's kind of him. He's, well, he makes me laugh, because I'll tell you this right now, the, the cover art for, uh... 
I haven't seen the cover art for this episode or anything because we're doing these in advance. But I can tell you right now, it's probably awesome because Dan right does awesome covers. Uh, he's amazing. But um, the cover for episode four, which is I don't know if you remember, it is the it's the all red and white cover of Julian hanging on to Avalon. And the first time I saw him draw Julian, I went, oh my god, I love you. And he goes, why? I was like, because you basically pulled him right out of my head. He's like a dorky version of Eddie Brock. <laughs> and that's what he looks like. He looks like a dorky version of Eddie Brock. Comic Eddie Brock rather than movie Eddie Brock, I assume. Exactly. Yeah. I love Topher Grace. I really do. And I like him as Eddie Brock well enough. But I prefer Topher Grace in other things. Yes. Preferably with no shirt on. What? Anyway. <laughs> what was that? I, I don't know. Cause... Somehow that's going to get magically across the internet to Topher Grace. She's going to be like, this Catherine Project? I need to avoid her. She's weird. Um, I know. I know. Don't stop but, uh, following her on Twitter. Um, yeah. So, um, so, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, Wow, where was I going with that? Eddie, Eddie Brock, Brock, yes, okay. So, and, and in the kind of vein of Eddie Brock, when that kind of, you know, in, He's one of those people that's like, it's not my fault, it's your fault, you made me do something. I saved her. So, yes. even though, you know, yes, from his point of view, he's justified in being angry with Avalon because she did kill someone he cared about. And he has no evidence to support that what she's saying necessarily is true. Yeah. He's got to take her word for it. Uh, so I can understand him being there. But, like, this is not going to get me better, you know? It's just kind of kind of fester. He's determined to, 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 to prove that he's right. And I know a lot of people like that. And when that happens, sometimes they just kind of forget that maybe new evidence supports, you know, brings itself up to change, you know, what you might believe to be true. Sorry, but they yeah. just kind of ignore it. Sorry is not they a kind word in his vocabulary, huh? Exactly. Sorry is not a word in his vocabulary. He might say it, but as soon as he says it, he has a "but you did this" line to go right after yeah. that, which is like the most frustrating thing in the world. Um, but, uh, <laughs> A lot of people do kind of do that whole, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry yeah, kind of thing. And yeah. Julian's a classic example of that. Um, but uh, Jaina really does kind of try to bolster his spirits and, 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 you know, give him a chance to at least, and, you know, she tries to, I think she's also trying to take the chance to see what he might be like because she's, she's curious. You know, she's only met him as Avalon all this time and then a few times as, as herself. And it's always been because he wants to know about Avalon. And this is the first time she approaches him. And then she realizes, well, he's not going to talk. Or if he does, it's going to be full of vitriol. So maybe I should just get his mind off it and see what he's like as a person. Yeah. And so they go out to They're, like, going to go out to a movie. And she's kind of like, uh, what? 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 Because, <laughs> of course, the movie's good. Because the movie means you don't have to talk that much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it's like. And then, you know, she uh, she goes out to the park and is walking around. Oh, yeah, she's out, the, she's out like, near Central Park right now. I'm an idiot. I love how she's just sitting here going, I'm an idiot. What the hell was I thinking? Hey, yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. <laughs> what the hell was I You get an excuse to say nothing fucks again, though, which, you know, always amuses me. Yes. And Chris goes, I was talking to Chris the other day when she read that script, and she was like, uh, isn't that not PG-13? I was like, oh, but it is, because she didn't actually say it. Ha-ha, <laughs> <I was laughs> like, we have gone around plus, it. Plus, no offense, if Bruce Almighty has Jim Carrey putting his finger up going, fuckers, then I'm sorry. I can use nothing fuss in a PG-13 radio show. Because Bruce Almighty is rated right. PG-13. So I go by the movie standards, which I know sometimes does not necessarily go with, uh, with the radio standards, but that's what I'm going with. Um. Oh, and this is when Jaina's whole, like, weird demon-y sense thing comes in. Yeah. And 
don't be alarmed, folks, when you stop hearing it eventually. It's not that she's lost it, it's that she's finally, like, integrated it into all of her other powers. But, you know, for now, this is a totally new sensation, and it kind of feels like snakes in your stomach. And, like, a shiver up your spine, and this very dizzying sensation. Um, is it possible that you are Genesis Avalon? It might be. It, it, it might be. I do seem to know... This explains a lot. You do disappear I? a lot in the middle of conversation. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I do kind of disappear and don't tell anybody where I'm going for months on end. How and times did I know that there's a demon here? And my voice does kind of change. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It does a little bit. <laughs> That's really what it is, folks. Sorry to burst your bubble. There's a reason my handle on uh, on AIM is Genesis Avalon. <laughs> and why my email is Genesis Avalon. I might be traveling to you pins. What so where, so what, so where are we? Oh, of course. Well, we've got Lily coming in now, being yeah. Basically, creepy. she um, she started out in the park and then kind of got this weird demony sense, and then flew up to try and figure out where it was. And there's Lily on top of a building, and she, the two people she has hostage is Tanya and Roxy. Now, obviously, she doesn't care about Tanya. Not that she, not that it's like Lilith, she's mean, but like we you know, the only reason now. Tanya's familiar is because yeah. she vaguely remembers like probably seeing that face when she was about to pass out in Julian's arms. Yes, there's, of there's no like connection. Yeah. Um, and then and then but you know, Roxy, best friend, and um, this was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make. What do you want? I was really not sure if I was going to go through with Tell this, but I did. No, and I think it's good that you did, and I think it's good that it comes so soon after Martin. Yeah. It's because just, it doesn't really give her any point. time to recover. And then it just gets worse from here! Like, I'm so mean! <laughs> um, but this was really cool. Trying to do a labyrinth is really tough. And to give you, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I gave a physical description of it ever in the, in the script, so I'll give it now. Basically, she lands in a in, in a hallway, but it's like uh, this is really hard to describe. But like you know when cl you close your eyes and you push your eyes really hard and you get that funky looking like orangey red blue kind of look to it. Yeah, yeah, totally. that really weird changing thing. That's what all the rooms, like all the walls, look like. So it's really dizzying and nauseating, and she doesn't quite know which end is up. And it's constantly shifting, constantly changing. There's energy blasts and bolts coming from every direction. The path keeps changing. And this is something that Obsidian designed. This is, this is his brainchild. Lilith just likes to use it. Um, so, in my head, Obsidian basically spends all his day in his throne coming up with schemes. That, that, like Mr. Burns, that guy like, does a lot of LSD. <laughs> yes! He drops acid right before, uh, right before mm -hmm. <laughs> coming up with the scheme. Oh, yes. But, um, and I really liked what I did to make this so creepy. The piece of music I'm using will actually get used again later in Avalon, but this version of it is reversed. Oh, that's cool. That's a really cool idea. So this is reversed, and then later on it comes back again being played the right, the correct way. Um, yes. Because it's a very different piece of music. Um, but, uh... Um, and it's funny because when I did my stint at Six Flags this year, I used this piece, of, the piece, this piece of music forwards playing, and I heard it so many times that I was like, wow, I could probably sing this in my sleep now. Um, so I'm waiting like another year before I use it. <laughs> I'm not like, God, I hate the song, I hate the song, I hate the song. Um, but yeah, and then poor Avalon's basically stuck in this, uh, in this labyrinth and knows that all she can do is, she can only save one person. 
but she doesn't have a clue which one's which or where they are. Yeah. And it's really hard to see in there because it's dark, but there's these very vivid, vibrant red and orange and blue and swirling, you know, very weird swirling kind of tie-dye colors. It's really weird. Um, like oil slick type colors. That's the word I was looking for, oil slick. Um, but um, I really enjoyed doing this thing. It was really kind of fun. Because, no. like, there are five seconds. Man, that lap is creepy. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. She's very creepy. I love that woman to death. It, there's nothing weirder, though, than when you're, like, in the kitchen cooking, and all of a sudden you hear Lilith laugh, and you know, you know, you did not play Avalon just then. And then you look behind you, oh, it's my roommate trying to scare the crap out of me. Chris is good yes. at that. I must apologize to listeners of this commentary. There's some other background noise behind me. It's because my upstairs neighbor decided to start a screamer. Is that what that is? I was wondering. Yeah, and it's really, really fracking noisy, so I do apologize. <laughs> it's hoovering. It's not vacuuming. It's hoovering. Just to turn me down and turn you up. <laughs> it's all right. We'll survive. I don't think... People are... It's, I'm sorry. If you, haven't been li- if you haven't already listened to this episode... Before listening to the commentary, then go back and listen to the episode. Stop playing. Hit stop do, and go back. Do people like, do that? Do people listen to the commentary first? I think sometimes the commentary downloads on the iTunes feed first because yeah. it's a, a bigger file size sometimes or it's longer. And uh, yeah. so sometimes it goes first and then they have to like figure out which one's which. Um, they're try- I think they're trying to fix that on iTunes, but I don't know like if they're going to fix that. Anymore. Read your titles. <laughs> yes, read the titles. Read the titles. But, um... Sorry, we went totally off on a tangent there. Where are we? That's all right. Uh, Avalon's still trying to get through the maze. And I like what I did with the... Like, I only got, like, two things of people crying, I think, of Tanya crying. So I kind of reversed it. Like, some of them are played backwards. Some of them are played forwards with the backwards version underneath. And it's just really creepy. And then she grabs Tanya and doesn't realize it's Tanya. And then automatically sucks her back out of the labyrinth and back onto the building. And, uh, oops. Not good. No, I love the backward sound you use. I think I'm reversing things. I don't know why reversing things should make it creepy. Why should your ear know that you reverse something? But it does. Yeah, that's cool. And reversing music, reversing, you know, putting a a reverb on something, it's just, it really creeps out the lines. Okay, so funny story. So that stabity noise and the that that Roxy just had. So Tracy Hall got this script. And bless her heart, she is so great as Roxy. I, I love her to death. And so she sent me a couple of takes, and they were really, like, dry and not quite what I needed because I knew that she died, like, all gurgly sounding. And I was like, can I, would you mind if we talked about it? And she was like, cool, here's my number, call me. <laughs> so we talked on the phone, and I'm going for my, my for Chris's brother's birthday at this place called Razoo's, which is really good, like... Roxy. Gators and stuff. So we're going to this Razoo's place, and I'm on the. F- I get a call from Tracy while we're driving, and I'm like, "Hey guys, we'll be there in a minute. I gotta die in the parking lot first because I had to give Tracy like my version of what I wanted to hear." And then she was like, "Oh, okay, I got it. Awesome. Let me do it a couple times for you." And I was like, "Great, awesome. You can die. Sweet, go for it." <laughs> so I had this conversation out in the parking lot, and I'm sure a couple people thought I was like a serial killer or a cult leader or something. But um. And now Roxy's dead. And it's very sad. I'm, I'm, it's really, really sad. Like, it happened so soon. And it's one of those things where there was literally nothing she could have done to stop it. No, it's, it's it, it really hits. 
Um, and then you bring in a wonderful use of, uh, of uh, some songs there. Yes, and that's one of our favorite. Like, you and I both love that music. So yeah. I'm like, I'll use it. I only use it in regards to Obsidian. Um, because it's because you like it so much. I, I try to keep it as a as an obsidian piece, and I think it really works here because you can't like you, I don't say it, but like you can practically hear Lilith dancing to this music while she's talking. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can definitely see her swaying, and either some kind of green light being uh, cast from some unknown mystical place. Yeah. So she's just so excited about this. She's like, oh, I'm back in my old swing again. Is this one of the ones where you make me laugh evilly? Yes. Yes. And you know what? The funniest part was the evil laugh I used was the one that you were like, "Oh, that's rubbish," and I was like, "What? No! Like, I don't know why you thought it was bad. Like, I still don't know. I have no idea." I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm very picky about laughing. She's dead. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. This laugh right here that you use, use it again. There, I told you. Order. Wapish. 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 Oh dear. I can't believe we're, like, at the end of the episode again. I know, it goes so fast. It does, it does, it does ludicrously fast. I love this But no, life. this, after, after last, I mean, last week, we were, uh, last month, we were saying, you know, it's sort of, it was, uh, it was very much... Uh, <laughs> There's like your laugh, by the way. Yeah. But and this is, uh, very much it's, stepping everything up. Yeah, it's, it's we're, you can tell that we're now hitting the last four episodes of the season. You can tell that this yeah. is, like, the last couple episodes of the season. Featuring the voice Things start of happening faster and more frequency, and things get more intense. Chris Hackney as Noir. It's going to be awesome. Chris Britton awesome as Obsidian. Is what it is. Kristen Bates um, as Lilith. As is your evil laugh. I love that laugh. Well, I shall definitely bring it back for you. Yes, you sound so freaking evil. I love it. Catherine Pratt as Asura Templari. Wow, we're at the end of the episode there, guys. can't believe it. So, um... Yeah. And directed if by you Catherine like to tell Pride. me. Original um, music by please, Kevin McLeod. Let me know. Uh, I love hearing people's opinions. I did a poll on my episode 7 commentary that was basically, did you like the new music I used? Because I don't even know if I like it anymore. And I actually got responses back and people were like, no, it's not a little 8-bit video game. And I was like, I promise I will never use it again. Because <laughs> so, I wasn't really I know, I remember. It, it sort of worked. It was, in, it, was, it was an interesting experiment. In That's me. exactly what it was. It was an experiment. It was we tried something different and then I realized I didn't like yeah. it so I'm going to stick with my stuff that I like and that I know. So, uh, but that's okay. We learn, we share, we grow, we, we, we learn. <laughs> we live, we get loves. Anyway, um, so, well, hopefully not. On that note. On that note, now that we've talked about diapers, it's come full circle, apparently. Uh, we're just going <laughs> to stop now. And uh, we will see you guys next month, same Avalon time, same Avalon channel. Um, see what I did there? Uh, so, um, you big nerd. I am. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, thanks for being here, and we'll see you next month. Bye. <laughs>